Hi, I'm Mark Hamstra with Supermarket News for our Off the Shelf podcast. And today we're talking with Jonathan Williams, Communication Director for United Food and Commercial Workers Local 400, uh, based in Landover, Maryland, um, about the uh, proposed Kroger-Albertsons merger. So welcome, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Sure. Uh, so uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what... Um, are the uh, concerns of uh, the grocery workers who are members of UFCW uh, across the country with regards to this merger? I mean, we have a number of concerns, um, but uh, long story short, I mean, our members are very concerned about the potential for store closures as a result of this merger, for layoffs of workers as a result of this merger. Um, and the proliferation of food deserts in places where stores may close. Uh, we're also very concerned about what may happen to the consumers and communities that we serve, uh, particularly um, with the likelihood of price increases um, that comes with the concentration of employers um, in, in the event of a merger like this. Uh, so, you know, our members share a lot of the same concerns that have been expressed by antitrust experts and other industry experts uh, around this issue. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, I know that uh, you've had some success, at least in delaying the, uh, the dividend uh, payout. Can you address uh, that, what you're hoping uh, to uh, uh, why you're hoping to uh, to uh, uh, cancel that payment? Well, this merger uh, on its own would be cause for alarm um, for many reasons. Like I said, you know, this will likely drive up the cost of essential goods that are sold at grocery stores. It will mm -hmm. certainly result in some stores being closed or sold to other employers. Uh, in many markets, we're talking about a concentration of fewer and fewer employers in this industry, which has a exerts a downward pressure on wages, benefits, and other job standards. And if all that wasn't bad enough, um, there's, there's another wrinkle in this, which is the uh, private equity shareholders and executives who control Albertsons and who in uh, the course of announcing this merger agreement uh, voted to uh, give themselves what's essentially a $4 billion payday uh, and we're very concerned because that money is, you know, 57 times greater than any previous dividend. It exceeds the last 10 years of profits of Albertsons combined. And it will eliminate uh, essentially all cash on hand at this company. Uh, so merger or no merger, uh, when Albertsons is out of money, it, it, we're very concerned about its future and what will happen to the many jobs in many communities that are served by these stores. And so, you know, you asked how we delayed this dividend. I wouldn't say we delayed it. Um, in <laughs> fact, it, but we do certainly support the actions of attorneys general around the country. Uh -huh. uh, and, you know, many of them expressed these concerns in a bipartisan letter uh, uh -huh. shortly after the dividend was announced. So, you know, this isn't even necessarily a red or blue issue, but uh, mm -hmm. many attorneys general are very concerned about the uh, antitrust uh, ramifications of this merger. But this dividend in particular is being tied up in court precisely because it 
seems on the face of it to be a brazen attempt to game the system ahead of the FTC regulatory review, um, you know, stripping the company of all of its cash uh, before regulators even have a chance to review whether this merger should go through um, really changes the calculus for those regulators. It's no longer potentially two mega grocery companies combining into one even more <laughs> larger grocery company, but uh, one company that has been uh, hobbled by a self-inflicted uh, emptying of its own treasury. And that is of great concern to us. Um, you know, merger aside, um, this company being stripped of much of its uh, cash is, is of great concern for us in the future you know, job for our members and the communities that they serve. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you uh, feel that uh, uh, perhaps workers uh, have a little bit more leverage now coming out of the pandemic where, as you said, and as uh, workers said during the, the uh, press conference, they were uh, deemed essential and they were on the front lines. And, and now with a, uh, with a tight labor market in particular, do, um, do you feel that, uh, you know, maybe your voice has uh, a little more impact um, with companies and regulators? Certainly, certainly hope so. I know that this administration and uh, this Federal Trade Commission is very concerned uh, not only about the consumer effects of a mega merger like this, but importantly also about the labor market effects mm -hmm. and what happens in communities where uh, two employers become one employer and no longer are competing for the same workforce. That's going to result in a downward pressure on wages and job standards and other benefits. And that doesn't help people who work in this industry. Uh, and so, you know, I think the pandemic illustrated what, you know, here at Local 400, we always knew, which is our members are absolutely essential. They provide an essential service and they can't take off and even in the event of uh, a pandemic. And so, you know, these are folks who risk their lives. You know, many of them got sick, many died. Um, you know, we heard from some of those workers today who, you know, had family and friends and coworkers suffer from during the pandemic. And, you know, we're not the only industry where workers are becoming a lot more aware of their own worth. Mm -hmm. to a company and are unwilling to accept less than what they're worth. Mm -hmm. um, another topic that came up uh, frequently in the conference was the uh, uh, recent uh, merger of um, Albertsons and Safeway uh, and the mm -hmm. sale of stores to, to Hagen uh, and some of the negative fallout from that. So um, does that help uh, your case as you go before regulators and, and try and stop this merger? Certainly everyone we've been speaking to has uh, been, already been aware of that, that past case. And no one is looking to repeat a situation like that. We've even heard that from the companies. And, you know, to be clear, I mean, these companies, they, they want to identify some amount of stores uh, that they would divest from um, in order to comply with antitrust regulations. But in the past, those efforts have been, you know, as in the case of Hagen, you know, what incentive do two companies merging together have 
to set up a new competitor for success. It, it makes absolutely no sense. And in the case of Hagen, you know, they quickly went bankrupt and who was there to scoop up those stores. So it sort of uh, made the whole regulatory process a moot point. Uh, and so again, we're, we're very concerned about these employers potentially gaming the system in an effort to, you know, make this merger go through whether it, violates the spirit of these antitrust laws or not. Um, and that, that's absolutely a concern on everyone's mind. Mm -hmm. uh, and it seems like, uh, it seems like uh, uh, store closures are uh, a major concern uh, in this uh, merger, uh, maybe even more so than prices, which uh, I think um uh, has uh, generally been the uh, area of focus when there are antitrust uh, uh, issues. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your concern about store closures, a little bit more detail about what this could yeah, be? Yeah, I mean, we're very concerned about stores closing because it means uh, fewer jobs in this industry. And that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a big concern for our union. We're also very concerned about the proliferation of food deserts. In many of the communities in local 400's jurisdiction, um, they suffer without access to a quality grocery store. And this is something that our union has campaigned on a lot. And we are very mm -hmm. concerned that in the process of divesting store from stores, that, uh, you know, these sorts of food deserts in predominantly low-income communities uh, will proliferate even more and make that problem much worse. And on top of that, there's another added uh, wrinkle with store closures, which is uh, union density. You know, as study after study show, the greater the union density is, that is to say how many workers in an industry are unionized and working under a union contract, the better all workers in that industry fare when it comes to wages and benefits. Mm -hmm. And so when we see... Uh, two companies merge like this, we are concerned about the impact on union density in the industry. And for instance, you know, in our area, Albertsons operates stores under the Safeway banner, mm -hmm. and those are all unionized stores. Kroger operates stores under both the Kroger banner, but also the non-union Harris Teeter banner. Mm -hmm. And where I live in Washington, D.C., um, if there is a Safeway and within close proximity, a non-union Harris Teeter, and this merged company has to choose which one to close. We're very concerned that they would potentially choose to close a union store, thus lowering the overall union density in the market. And again, exerting another downward pressure on wages and job standards, uh, you know, in addition to the lack of competition among employers for the, that workforce. So it has this double negative effect on uh, the, the workers who make this industry possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, that also, uh, I guess, would impact uh, pension plans, uh, correct? Uh, can you talk a little bit about your the uh, union's concern about funding for pensions uh, as a result of this? Yeah, I mean, just take Albertsons. Three years ago when we were negotiating our most recent union contract with, uh, at Safeway, the uh, private equity controllers of Albertsons uh, simply refused uh, at the time to fully fund our pension benefits. 
And uh, we had to campaign uh, quite aggressively and exert a lot of public pressure and political pressure and other pressure on the company uh, and ultimately culminating in uh, a strike vote that nearly uh, took our members out. Um, and uh, just to save the pension that we had already earned. And so, you know, that wasn't even improving the, the benefits that were already offered. And so we are always concerned about pension and retirement benefits being on the chopping block. Um, but particularly when companies are run by, you know, these sorts of ultra wealthy Wall Street investors who don't even come out of the grocery business and have never worked in a grocery store and are not running this company because they want to see the grocery industry thrive. They, they are uh, extracting wealth from a major employer and um, do not seem to care much about what happens to the employees or the communities that these stores serve. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know it was also uh, brought up uh, during the uh, press conference that uh, you're really interested in seeing both of these companies thrive just separately um, mm -hmm. as independent uh, uh, from independent from each other. Can you can you uh, just uh, talk about that uh, to wrap it up? Sure. Well, like in any industry, the more employers there are, the more competition there are, there is for the workers in that mm -hmm. industry. And greater competition for workers means better pay, better benefits. Um, the labor market costs are then being competed for. And so when you have fewer and fewer employers, uh, that means that their, their labor competition has gone away. And we're very concerned that when you consolidate and have an industry that is run by fewer and fewer companies, that the workforce is not being competed for as much. And that is reflected in lower job standards, lower wages, higher turnover, greater use of part-time employees, limited access to full-time work, no career advancement available, all these kinds of things. So, you know, this, is this kind of merger is precisely what antitrust laws were intended to prevent. And we're very concerned about this merger were to go through. Well, Jonathan, thank you very much for your time today. It was very nice speaking mm -hmm. with you. Have a good day. Yeah, I appreciate it, Mark. Thank you.